What are the latest fraud trends? And what are the world's certified fraud examiners doing about them? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with James Ratley. He's the President of the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners. Jim, it's a pleasure to be talking to you again. Well, it's good to talk to you, Tom. Jim, we spoke earlier this year in the summer. What have been the top issues you've paid the most attention to since we first spoke? Well, since we talked, I've, I've traveled internationally pretty extensively. And from people that I talk to all over the world, it seems the, uh, the major problem that everybody is encountering is bribery and corruption, um, especially these international companies that are dealing with U.S. companies. And they're very concerned about that and the latest techniques to detect it and prevent it as well. Jim, given your global travels, what do you see as today's top fraud threats? And how do they differ by global regions, if in fact they do differ? Well, you know, we, we still face the same threats that we did 10 years ago. And they're just more pervasive now because of the Internet and the electronic age, if you call, still call it that. It's, um, you know... Ponzi schemes, for instance. Back when we started the association, if you had a Ponzi scheme that was in the millions of dollars, it was huge. Now it's all too common to have one that's in the billions of dollars. Uh, investment frauds, you know, the, the baby boomers are, are reaching retirement age now. And so many of them have just been devastated by a variety of different types of investment frauds. And also, the, the Internet has allowed us to become more international, more businesses to become international. And the bribery and corruption that is oftentimes associated with that. And because of the electronic age, uh, we oftentimes don't have the documentation that a lot of us old heads are used to dealing with. And um, also, the international countries that I travel with, they don't have the open records laws that we have in the United States. So oftentimes when you have a bribery-type situation, it's very hard to do the background and to, to do the fraud examination on it because the documentation is many times not there. And if it is, it's in an electronic format that um, can many times be difficult to get a hold of. We're, we're seeing the Internet utilized more and more in fraudulent transactions because of, the one, the anonymity of it, and, two, it can be perpetrated from any place in the world, and oftentimes the countries where the fraud is perpetrated from does not have a law against that particular act, so there's no recourse whatsoever. Given what you've learned, what you've seen, how do you feel that we have to fight fraud differently in 2012 than we have in 2011 and previous years? The, the main thing that we have to do, Tom, for so many years, law enforcement and fraud examiners have been reactive. In other words, when a, a crime occurs, we, we go there and conduct a fraud examination. Law enforcement is called in. What we have got to do is we've got to turn the corner here and be proactive. We've got to work on the prevention of fraud. We've got to set up the controls that will help us detect it much earlier. You know, for me,
many years, fraud was oftentimes, matter of fact, the majority of the time, fraud was ignored. Uh, a corporation, a financial institution would, would find someone that was involved in fraudulent activity, and they would either terminate them, or many times they didn't even terminate them. They would transfer them to a different location and, um, and just write it off. Today, fraud has gotten to the monumental cost, and it's no longer possible to just ignore it. Um, so we've got to be more proactive on the prevention and the detection side, as opposed to com being completely reactive whenever we were told that there is a fraud. One of the things that the electronic age has done, first, it has made it much easier for some people to steal. But what is oftentimes ignored is it has helped us. It's been it's easier to um, implement internal controls. You can have real-time monitoring. Um, we've just got to familiarize ourselves with this technology and utilize it to provide us the information that we need that will help us, one, prevent the fraud, and two, respond to it much, much earlier than what we have in the past. We talked about the evolution of fraud and the trends. How does the fraud examiner's role continue to evolve? You know, the fraud examiner's role has first become much, much more essential and important to businesses throughout the world because back in 1988 when the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners was first founded, there was not a term fraud examiner. Um, you know, the two words existed, but they were never used together. And you know, the early fraud examiners played a a minimal role in the business culture. Today, it, it, you know, the, the 2011 report to the nations for the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners shows that businesses are losing approximately 5% of their gross revenue to fraud. The, the role of the fraud examiner is monumental in today's businesses because if you can add 5% to your bottom line, um, you know, that's, that's massive and major in, in today's economy. So their role has become much more essential to American businesses and, and th to businesses throughout the world um, since the economy has declined, and it will continue to grow as we move forward in 2012 and beyond because executives have seen how cost-effective it can be to have a well-trained fraud response team um, and a fraud prevention program. And, and one of the mistakes that businesses made early on in the association's life, they felt like anybody could do a fraud examination. They would call, oftentimes call an auditor or accountant in or even a, a security um, official that they had and assign them the responsibility of a, of a fraud examination. This is a specific profession. You have to have training to do it. You have to know what you're doing. It's a crime like no other crime. Um, there was not a gun involved. There was not a knife. It was, a, in many cases, a ballpoint pen or a computer. So 
So their role has become much more essential in the American business community. As you look around the different marketplaces you visit, the different sectors you interact with, where do you see the best career opportunities for fraud examiners in the coming year? You know, the, the career opportunities are endless. Um, you know, we have a job board here, and, and people are, are begging for fraud examiners, for well-trained fraud examiners. And, you know, the, the one thing about fraud that it's important to realize, it has invaded, if you call it that, every industry in the world. Um, we have, I get calls on a regular basis from religious organizations that people have stolen money from. Um, there is nobody that is immune from fraud. So every industry has a need for well-trained, well-trained fraud examiners. So, and it will continue to be that way. Fraud will be with us throughout all of our last lifetimes. So there are a number of opportunities there. And we see two types of people that want to get into the profession. One, the college student that would like to move into their, that fraud examination field when they graduate. But what is probably more common is the person that wants to make a mid, mid-career um, life change, and they want to move from their career into the fraud examination field. And this is very open, too. Um, we've got some information on our webpage for people that want to do that. But the future is very bright for the fraud examiner. Jim, what do you see as the most critical skills for these people getting into the field now? Well, I, I gave some some thought to that because I've been asked that many many times in the past. You know, the fraud examination field is comprised of of, of, of wealth of talent, um, but a wealth of, of specialized skills. You know, we have attorneys that are involved in it. We have accountants that are involved in it. We have investigators, IT professionals. The backbone of the fraud examination profession is the investigative skills. And the, the, the more of these segments that you can um, put in your arsenal, the forensic IT specialist, we, there's a big demand for, the, for those now, someone that can come in and conduct an examination on a computer and, and retrieve deleted information. You know, that's, that's a very um, hot area right now. If, if you take the forensic IT specialist and you provide them with investigative skills, they're even more sought after. Same thing with an auditor or a CPA. If you take an auditor or a CPA and train them as an investigator, they're much, much more effective as a fraud examiner, and as a result, they're in, in much greater demand. Final question for you, Jim. You talked about people that are starting their careers or in some cases restarting their careers as fraud examiners now. If you could boil it down for these, these individuals, what advice would you give to them about their careers as fraud examiners? You know, when I first started in, in the investigative field, Tom, I had a supervisor of mine tell me that um, I was worthless until I had five years of experience. And I took great offense to that, and I didn't understand what he was saying until I had five years of experience. Um, 
for the people that are coming out of college right now. Plan on starting at the bottom. Work for that experience. Find a job where you can get as much experience as possible within the first five years because that that's the formative days there. Uh, find a law enforcement job, a job where you work one fraud case after another. And and the, the one of the things that after the five years, it's important that you continue to sharpen those skills and to hone those skills and, and to to keep up with the, the latest technology that's out there, the latest, you know, the investigative profession has has evolved you know, over the over my career. Um, the interview techniques are much more effective now, or much better. Um, you've got to continue to seek the education that is necessary to keep you at the top of the pile. But there's a wealth of opportunities to the diligent person, and um, you know if in Texas here we have a saying: if you're not the lead mule, the view never changes. So. I would suggest that you work hard to be the lead mule. Terrific, good, Jim. As always, your insight is uh, is sharp and on point. So thank you so much for your time and your thoughts tonight. Thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure to talk to you. We've been talking about fraud trends for 2012. I've been talking with James Ratley, president of the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.